host, Sean McCann. Welcome to Wake the Dead. Today we have a very special guest, Mark Passio. The, uh, the, he started One Great Work Network. He, is, uh, he has started uh, whatonearthishappening.com. He has had What on Earth is Happening, the podcast, for many years now. He has been teaching natural law and the nature of Satanism and the control structure of our world. He has helped many people to open their eyes to the truth. And I am very pleased to have you here today, Mark. Thank you. Sean, thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. Glad to be here. Awesome. It's my pleasure. That's great. I, um, I wanted to thank you. Uh, I am forever grateful for being asked to be part of the One Great Work Network. And I'm, I'm proud to be a member. If I, if I wasn't, I would, I know in my mind that I would forever be trying to get on the network. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I appreciate being a part of that. Definitely. We're glad to have you. You're doing good work with uh, Wake the Dead. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's start today. Uh, we have a show uh, today. I wanted to ask you about the, um, the structure of the Church of Satan and how that relates to the to the wider uh, system of control that is clamping down on us now. Um, the New World Order is in full effect, as we all can tell. And um, we, I just wanted to ask a few detailed questions about um, the Church of Satan and how that, you, you taught us that that is an aggregator and a filtration system to bring up members of the public into their order of chain of obedience, I guess, their structured system of control. And, um, you know, other, other orders do the same thing. The Freemasons will, you know, they will tap who they choose out of the lower orders or the lower levels, and then they'll bring them up, you know, right. um, like the jesters are all, uh, you know, lawyers and judges and cops and stuff. And so they, you know, that, that's a control system for that. Like they have their certain people uh, controlling the justice system. And that's what the jesters does, you know, and the right. Moose Club does other things. So the Church of Satan, um, the uh, Nicholas Schreck is, was said that uh, it's, a, it's a philosophy for the rulers, for the yes. owners. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so um, the basic structure of the Church of Satan is very simple. It's, um, it's a five-tiered structure. So you have to look at it like a hierarchical uh, pyramid structure uh, with the base having obviously the most people. Uh, and that is uh, that um, you know, uh, level is simply member rank and file member and they they have no term for that it's simply called a member of the church of satan uh and that's done by basically giving a uh, they ask for a hundred dollar donation for for membership 
uh, you know, for people who have read their basic introductory material in the, the form of Anton LaVey's books that he put out back, uh, you know, in uh, previous decades, uh, you know, as far back as the 1960s when he first uh, started the organization in San Francisco in 1966. And, um, you know, that's your that's your first level where obviously the most membership lies. Uh, above that, you have the rank of priest, where uh, far less people go into this because uh, the degree um, uh, has to be conferred. So it is conferred by um, the high priest, you know, which of which there's only one, um, you know, obviously Anton LaVey was that until his death. Uh, then um, there, there's been a couple others since then. Uh, right now, Peter Gilmore is the high priest of the Church of Satan, and he moved the headquarters uh, to New York. And um, uh, so the, the rank of priest is not something you, um, there are like set in stone goals to move up to. Uh, you have to be granted that uh, appointment. So um, clearly there's far, far less um, members who attain that uh, because it is basically um, achievement based, uh, based on how much you uh, push the ideology of Satanism out into the world through whatever endeavors that you are doing in your life. Um, so uh, the rank of priest is uh, above regular member. And um, <clears throat> what they generally do at that rank is they give the person who has been conferred the priesthood the right and um, you know privileges, uh, you know officially uh, for the Church of Satan to both act as a spokesperson in any type of media encounters that they may uh, do. Uh, and also, they give them usually the right to head up what is known as a grotto, which is their version of a coven. So um, a coven is, um, you know, a group of Satanists in their uh, the local region, uh, and they would meet to um, basically um, conduct rituals and or uh, just discuss, um, you know, things that they want to accomplish and do. Uh, either individually or as a group and gain mutual support that way. So um, <clears throat> that's the, the second level is simply priest uh, with the ability to um, conduct and, and organize a grotto in the local area where the, the, the priest lives and also act as a, an official spokesperson in, in media um, endeavors uh, for the church of Satan. Uh, go ahead. Con you continue. Think that, uh... Do you think that that being a spokesperson is their real goal? Like they just seek to push the ideology into the into the population? Certainly one of them. And, okay. uh, you know, if you even look at <clears throat> the official membership form that you have to send in with, um, we talked about this a little bit in the uh, just prior to the interview. Right. If you even just look at uh, the first level member, um, you have to send in a, uh, an extensive questionnaire that you fill out um, to basically give them an insight into yourself and your own psychology with your donation. <clears throat> For that, you, uh, if they approve you, you receive a, a membership card stating that you are an official member of the organization. Right. And before we even continue, I, I should say to the listening audience, viewing audience, um, before they even get the wrong impression, um, I do not think that the church of satan is uh, you know an organization that's running the world i think it's an organization that 
eventually grooms people and 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 puts them all off into some of the organizations that are really responsible for uh, daily, um, you know, uh, uh, policy decisions that uh, people are then subject to. Uh, their real decision-making bodies, uh, politically, um, you know, financially, etc. Um, so um, it is what I have called in my prior work a vetting and filtration system. Right. Meaning that they vet people psychologically first before they do anything else re regarding that individual or with that individual in any type of partnership with that individual. They vet the individual from a psychological perspective. Right. And that is done in several ways, not just through the questionnaire, but the questionnaire is the introductory sort of psychoanalysis of the individual member. Right. <clears throat> And the, the questions are extensive and probe in just about every way into the psychology of the individual from their family dynamics to their worldview, to their sexuality, to their preferences and things like food, movies, et cetera. You name it, they ask you about it. It's very um, deeply detailed and what many would consider intrusive into private okay. realms of the psychology, obviously. Yes. And because they, they want a good idea of who they're dealing with, and they want specifically to know how psych, uh, how psychopathic the potential for a psychopathic personality that is there. Because the more potential for that, whether it is fully blossomed or not, the psychopathy of the individual, they want people who are possibly on the borderline of a psychopathic personality, because that is the best type of person who has absolutely no moral misgivings whatsoever about what right. they're going to do to anybody else, that they're going to look to groom up to higher levels if right. they find that their other skill sets, their intelligent, their personality characteristics, their skill sets in life Can are also compatible with their them. goals and aims. Yes. Right. So they... Uh... <clears throat> That's they are looking for worker bees, basically. And if you have no morality, then they don't need to blackmail you like right. the other ones. Like, you know, we you know, I, I know you've read political ponerology and you understand about the cacistocracy and right. Jeffrey Epstein and that that whole system of blackmail isn't necessary for for a satanist they don't right. you know if you ask them to harm others they say okay what's in it for me you know i'm sure they still do some type of a mafia style um you know getting them deeply involved in the crime so that everyone is implicated and therefore no one uh tries to uh, dime each other out but uh, yes, you're correct. As you say, um, those with uh, that type of a psychopathic personality would uh, would do some of the really uh, dastardly things that are going to be asked of them far later on when they eventually groom them up into the real power structure of the world uh, without even much prodding. They're going to they're going to be um, salivating at the mouth to do it. So uh, that 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 priest level is where the real. Uh, higher level membership obviously begins. The regular members are usually simply um, people who on their own are going to talk about Satanism with their friends and family members, try to pro propagate the ideology perhaps a little bit, um, you know, uh, and uh, popularize it. And that's what they're there to do um, so that more people discover the ideology. And then, of course, try to go up into the organization and they can vet 
and then filtrate them up into higher ranks. It's like so, creating a wider net to scoop people with. That is exactly what it is. That's right. exactly what it's designed to do. Right. So, so then the third rank go is, go, go ahead, I'm sorry, continue. I, I was going to uh, dig more into that, but I, I, okay. let's, let's go into the third rank, like you said. Okay. You know, um, after official priesthood is conferred by the higher, um, you know, members of the organization, as we'll get to in a few moments, um, <clears throat> there is a higher um, priest class. Um, it is it is called um, magister uh, if it is a male or magistra if it is a female. So this would be like um, um higher level clergy, let, let's say they would be like the cardinals, if we're comparing this to, let's say, the Catholic Church or something like that. Uh, it would be a bishop or a cardinal, something like that. Uh, that is magister or magistra. And of course, this comes from the term magi, uh, which in Latin means magician or sorcerer. So um, that is um, their higher level clergy, if you will. And these are people who are, um, they basically um, will uh, administrate grottos and check in on progress and report uh, to, um, you know, um, higher levels, higher member levels, uh, as we're going to talk about, which is the Council of Nine and the High Priest, the, the happenings and, you know, uh, uh, movement and goals and, you know, how they're proceeding uh, in their workings and in, uh, again, casting their net uh, right. of the, the lower level grottos conducted by the priests. Okay. So, so the they, standard priests. So yes. They, they are like the uh, management class. Management or business that is. Satan. That's right. The management organizational level is magister and magistra. So, and yes. So both uh, priest level and higher uh, magister are members of the priesthood of Mendes. Is that? Um, I believe that is what they call it. I'm not exactly positive about that, but that's probably correct. Um, and uh, that's a reference to the goat of Mendez uh, that was uh, the painting or the, the, the sketch by uh, Eliphas Levi, the uh, ancient um, occultist or the, you know, uh, medieval right. occultist. And he um, is, you know, the one who depicted that image of Baphomet, which right. is often called goat of Mendez. Right. So, um, yeah, that is uh, more likely than not what they refer to that as. Okay. And so uh, you mentioned the Council of Nine. So these members of the of the priesthood of Mendes make up the Council of Nine, and uh, which is the ruling body of the organization, appointed by and responsible to the high priest. High priest. Priestess. Right. So this you could consider the Congress of the organization or the legislative body. They set policy for the whole organization, and they are. It is an appointment. You cannot just attain that rank that right. the, the high priest sets that it's like appointments to the um to the uh, supreme court if you will right okay right. as there are nine members of the supreme court there's a council of nine in the church of satan making their law right. and they're also wearing the satan or the the, the saturnian robes of course you know members of right. the death cult because the, the the supreme court's just a higher level organization than the church right. of satan in the worldwide power hierarchy it's and and yes. you know just the satanic I wanted to, yeah, that's for sure. Especially listening to the what, what the, the quotes they're saying about this latest pandemic, like 
what Justice Breyer's and the other one, the, the new one, Sotomayor, it's it's disgusting to hear their opinion. And I'm like, I can't believe they have power. I'm so They're scared. psychopaths. Yeah, They're, these yeah. are psychopathic individuals. Sure. Absolutely. That's what yeah. they are. That's how they got to the positions they that they chosen. got to. Yes. That's exactly right. Right. So um, uh, the order of the trapezoid, do, uh, that consists of the individuals who assist in the administration. Is that also along the lines of the magistrate? Yeah, I would guess that that falls into the um, rank of magister and magistra, although I am not privy to that. I never moved up into right. that, that level of ranking. So right. uh, again, we've talked about the four ranks so far, which are the base of the pyramid is member. Above that is standard priest uh, hood, priesthood, yeah. uh, priest class. Above that is um, magister slash magistra. And above that is the council of nine, the, the, the lawmaking body within the Church of Satan that sets policy for the whole organization by appointment only. Above that, you have the fifth and final rank, which there is only one individual, and that is the high priest who ultimately is in control of the Church of Satan and makes all the ultimate decisions. Nothing is done without his or her approval. Like the Pope or whatever. That's the... correct. Okay. Correct. So this is um, it. This this organization, this order works for the larger cult that is running all of these cults. You, you would agree with that? All this, all the Church of Satan, the Temple of Set, you know, organizations like that are, are, um, it's one of the organizations that they use to identify and find people that have the skill sets and personality traits that they are looking for to groom up into right. higher levels of the control system. So there are many, there are many tentacles of this octopus and it's all controlled by the, what I would refer to as the worldwide hierarchy of the satanic network, the worldwide hierarchical satanic network um, that shares the same mentation. They share the same philosophy on life. They share the same worldview. They share the same mindset and goals. Uh, and that is what really is meant by a conspiracy. You know, this whole term conspiracy is thrown around as if it means uh, imagining uh, uh, fallacy, imagining things that don't exist and aren't really and, uh, you know, aren't really taking place. But that is not what a conspiracy means. If you, we break the word down, the, the prefix con in the Latin language just means together or with. And then um, uh, spiro spirare uh, is the verb that means to breathe or um, that which um, we do to infuse ourselves with the spirit of life. Right. So therefore, if we put them together, to breathe together would connotatively mean those who are of like spirit right. or those who are of like overall worldview when it comes to how they see life. That is what literally a conspiracy means when we break down the roots of the word right. to their etymological origins. And that's how people have to see any conspiracy. A conspiracy is simply a group of people with like minds and like spirit coming together to accomplish a goal together. 
nothing else. It does not mean imagining wild things happening with space aliens and all this stuff. It just means a group of people coming together. They all have the same basic goals in mind, and they're all meeting with the same type of worldview and uh, you know spirit of care of what they care about to get done. Right. This is the dynamic I've called in the dark occult. People will be like, well, these people don't have re a real heart. They don't really have love. No, they don't. But that's not the point here. The point is they deeply care about what they're going to get done. They really use their care to drive their behavior, to drive their actions in the world and get it done through force of their own will. That's the dynamic I've called in my work when it comes to these Satanists, dark care. And they have it in abundance. But see, our side, the alleged freedom fighters, those who say that they want freedom, they don't quite have that dynamic of care truly in place. The dark occultists have that dynamic in place far more than the average individual and the average person who even makes the claim that they want human freedom to manifest. You know, these people really deeply care about what they're doing in the world, deeply care about getting it done. And then they use that care to drive their behavior to actually get their goals done together. They're on the same page together. It's as if it is one mind like acting in concert. Yes. One mind acting, you know, as, as one being practically. Right. Uh, that's what they call themselves in their workings, the mastermind. Yeah. You know, people think mastermind refers to something like this arch demon in a comic book or, or, or a movie uh, that is one individual. And he's he's the one who's orchestrating all the rest of them. That's not the mastermind in Satanism. The mastermind in Satanism is everyone coming together and acting as one larger mind because they're all focused on the same outcome and the same goal. They're all on the same page and there's no contradiction in their intent. Their intent is unified and therefore they form the quote mastermind. Yeah. So mastermind is a verb, not a noun. It's the action of bringing it all together. You could and look at it that way. Definitely. That, that works as a, a definition. I, I would still consider it like a thing because it's that group of people acting in concert, but it right, also does describe what they do. Yes. Right. And um, that, that focusing of intent, like not care, I guess, is there, they have intent and they, they drive that intent. It, right. Um, and that, and we can see in the rituals of like the Super Bowl halftime, all the viewers are sharing the same mental, right? Uh, they're all on the same wavelength. That's right. Singing the same tune mentally. So they, can, right. They're playing all of us. And that's what their, their, ritual. their rituals are designed to do that, to focus right. energy uh, for a purpose, for a common purpose. And, um, you know, th when they come together on their own, these Satanists, that's what they do. They are, um, you know, uh, uh, again, as you said, focusing intent. That's the purpose of the rituals. The rituals aren't as literal as people try to make them out to be when they describe when when uh, independent researchers often describe them. They, uh, you know, uh, make them far more elaborate than what they really are. They are about the focusing of the intent of all the individuals so that they could be brought at a subconscious and a conscious level onto the same page for the accomplishment of the goals that they want to accomplish. So you've taught us that uh, the dark occult is basically ancient psychologists, right? That's and, right. And they've collected all of these psychological evaluations 
from all of these members of their church of Satan. And, and then when you are acting in your grottos and you're focusing your intent to get whatever law passed or to get whatever lawyer winning in the, some, you know, I've heard on your podcast, like the, the intent for which, you know, certain, uh, certain rituals that you've done were to like get a law passed or some shit. And you would see people like Alan Greenspan in the robes and, you know, you're, you're there helping to put your intent in concert with all the others. And so that's what the grottos are doing. They're like acting in the world with magic, ceremonial magic. Um, so these, these people like Alan Greenspan, uh, have they been, did they come up through the church of say, I mean, I guess this is how the grottos, this is how you in the lower order connects to the larger, the higher ups in the act and in the acting phase. Correct. You get, you get to mingle with these people. Correct. And, you know, I saw part of that power structure and that's what put me off. Yeah. I considered in my younger years that Satanism was a highly individualistic philosophy, a way of looking at life and a way of looking at the world and people within it. And I did not uh, ever favor, um, you know, when, when they said it was a ideology for masters, I didn't look at that as like a master over slaves. I looked at it as like people who master themselves, who right. master a skill set, who are are masters in in the sense of they understand how things work, they understand how to accomplish things, get things done, and progress in life. Right. And uh, that is the way that I was looking at individualistic satanic ideology. When I understood that it was far, far more than that and far more sinister than that, and what it was, this egotistical ideology was really being used to do was to make certain people rulers of a society and the other people who do not have the, the characteristics and skill sets that they want to groom to be the rulers are actually their slaves and are totally and completely controlled. Uh, I was never for human uh, slavery uh, and total control of society. I, I always felt that the dynamic of human freedom allows for potential and creativity and uh, advancement and accomplishment. Uh, I was never somebody that wanted uh, a whole class of people in a society to be slaves to me or anyone else. And so when I realized that that was the overarching goal is to create a structure of society whereby certain people are masters slash gods and, and uh, the untouchables and uh, the other class of society that they deemed the, the unworthy or, you know, um, uh, those who uh, should just be tread underfoot would be, uh, you know, have their rights stripped from them and be turned into uh, a body of slaves, a whole class of slaves. Uh, that's when my conscience kicked in. And I was like, I see what is being done here. I clearly see what their intentions and their goals are long term for our society. And I want no part of that. And uh, again, as I've told many times in my work, once I made my, uh, you know, feelings about that clear, uh, since I was very low level and never even moved past the rank of standard priest, 
uh, I was actually offered a grotto and turned it down because I felt so individualistic about what the satanic ideology was all about. I did not even want to administrate an organization of my own and have uh, you know rank and file members under me as a, a priest of a grotto, of a local grotto. So I turned down that offer and said, I appreciate the offer. Thank you. I'm, you know, glad that you consider me, you know, worthy of appointing me a grotto, but I, I, I don't feel that uh, I want to take on that responsibility because that's not really how I see Satan as a, a structured organization. Uh, then I did not understand how this compartment and hierarchy, uh, compartmentalization and hierarchy worked. I didn't understand it until I was subsequently invited to take part in other grotto meetings and rituals. And that's when I saw how the power structure really worked from the inside. Um, you know, when I told them that I wasn't interested in, uh, you know, taking part in their goals, uh, they were very out in the open that they did not need me, that they would do it anyway, uh, that I was making a mistake uh, for, um, you know, changing my mindset and deciding that I wanted to leave and not be part of it. And that if I did try to tell people how it all really worked, they would not accept it from me and that I would be wasting my life and my energy for the rest of my life trying to do that, trying to help people to understand uh, how this all works, how meaning the wider hierarchical satanic network. And I've said many times, and I'll repeat it again, they were correct in what they told me. And that's exactly what I've generally done. I've been able to alert a small, tiny, insignificant amount of people to how it really works. And the rest of the world is still completely oblivious because they don't care. And they don't care about even being made slaves. And they don't care about their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren being turned right. into slaves. And that's the kind of people that there is no helping them because they're dead spiritually. They uh, don't believe in any higher power in the world, more likely than not. They don't believe in their personal power. They don't have any self-respect. They don't care if other people are stripping them of their rights, abusing them, uh, disrespecting them, or even killing them, as is taking place now uh, uh, with the current culling that's happening. And, you know, people like that are, as the Satanists refer to them, the dead. They are spiritually dead. That's, they are deadened in consciousness. That's and that's exactly, what enables these Satanists to do these things to them. Yes. That's exactly why I named my show uh, Wake the Wake Dead. Wake the Dead. That's exactly there you go. the reason why. Uh, yeah, the Satanists told you that speaking the truth to the world would be like slamming your head against a brick wall every day. For the rest of my natural life. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that has been true. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had stayed in the cult? uh what part would you have played in the worldwide death ritual that's going on I, i've and not only imagined this i've thought about it significantly for a, a lot of time and i know exactly the dynamic that i would have played i know exactly what they where they would have placed me i'm positive of it because a uh, higher level satanists at grotto meetings and rituals often uh briefly um, mentioned this organization to me and said, if you go further, meaning higher up in the uh, you know worldwide network of, of Satanism slash dark Luciferianism, uh, that this is the organization that would probably suit me and would be recommended for me. And that was the Club of Rome, which is their eugenics arm. Right. So if you if you look at other how um, this network feeds into larger level um, transnational think tanks. Uh, you have groups like the Bilderberg Group. You have groups like the Trilateral Commission. 
uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Council for National Policy, uh, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which was an off offspring of Chatham House, uh, uh, Wellington House. You have the um, uh, Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. Um, of course, the Federal Reserve System, if your uh, strengths are in the financial capacity, uh, economic capacity, uh, and then the Club of Rome which is an offshoot of, of course, the Vatican. And um, it is directly connected with culling the population, with population control and eugenics. When the true high priest class of the real satanic network operating worldwide that is in fact running the world and making political and financial decisions for every that affects everyone's life, um, if they deem that the population needs to be reduced, uh, the Club of Rome and now, of course, the World Economic Forum is directly involved in this, uh, will set eugenics policies that is then conducted by national governments. Yeah. They, um, and they wanted to bring me up into that because of how psychopathic they saw me. They saw me as someone like Bill Gates, someone like Klaus Schwab. And I'm not even saying that, oh, I definitely would have made it to that level of, of, of administration of uh, the culling. But th that's what was talked about for me right. when they I was involved potential to, to do right. eugenics operations, to conduct right. eugenics or help conduct eugenics operations. Absolutely. That was what my role would have been. And, this, and that's horrifying. Yes. That is that is like one of the worst things exactly. that could ever possibly happen to a human soul. Right. So, you know, thankfully, I yeah. finally came up out of that psychopathic mindset that I was displaying in my youth. And I was displaying that in my youth because of the rage and discontent and disappointment that I had with family members, friends, school teachers, clergy members, you know, uh, uh, regarding the lies of organized religion. Right. And, you know, you know how they were involved in, in dastardly things and people didn't even seem to care about it, you know, and uh, how they were telling people completely erroneous things about the world. And, you know, in order just, to control just, them and make them slaves, right? keep you quiet, keep you sedate. Don't right. make you rock the boat. Don't make too much noise. Go along to get along. And that's yeah. all religion's about. It's a stand down operation. Right. That's all exactly. it is. Right. Stand down PSYOP. Right. And so that like you don't a, act in the like world cul-de-sac as you've said in other you know it keeps you spinning your wheels and you never go anywhere right? exactly yeah like so so it, i mean it's inevitable i guess being the person you are that you couldn't have gone any further i'm thank god you stopped when you did because it would have been worse and worse they would have given you given you more tests to see I, i've thought about further. this yeah I, i've thought about that a lot because was i was there always a seed of the person I am now, even back then? And yeah. I would guess that there would have to have been a tiny seed that would, would not allow itself to be completely destroyed or consumed. Right. Um, and that seed of conscience is what finally uh, blossomed and enabled me to, uh, of my own volition, uh, get out and desist my involvement with these right. types of people. It's and you. again, people think you can't get out. But that is not the case. Right. Uh, they absolutely don't care if people who don't know where the bodies are buried, as I talk, as, as I right. say it, as I phrase it, if you're not directly involved with their crimes already. OK, and you haven't actually implicated yourself and others together, uh, right. then they do not really care if at that point of your involvement, you leave and go elsewhere. Right. They only care if 
you're already directly involved and doing things that are of a criminal nature with them. And your exposure could potentially implicate the larger group. That's when they throw you under the bus and take or take you out or assassinate you. Uh, Similar to uh, John DuPont, right? John DuPont Jr. was, you know, he he murdered a well-known wrestling coach because he was so sick in the mind uh, operating in, uh, as a wrestling coach in the state of Delaware, uh, living in this huge mansion, uh, you know, in a gated community that, that he offered a wrestling coach that he felt would be ideal for the position to coach his collegiate wrestling squad. And the wrestling coach um, who I guess coached Olympians in the past said no to him and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not really interested in that position. I, I you know, I, that's a part of my life that's kind of past. Uh, and I'm, I, I don't want to take on that responsibility. And he, John DuPont Jr. just felt like so that you don't say no to me. I'm one of the gods of society, right? right? You don't, you don't turn down my offer, you know, and he shot him yeah. dead in his own driveway, in, in DuPont's own driveway leading up to his mansion, he shot this wrestling coach dead well, because how dare you say no to a living God, you know, in, in the satanic structure, uh, you know, of the DuPont bloodline, right? So, so that's when the higher level says, no, 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 no. You're getting thrown under the bus because you can't run the risk of exposing all of us, right? right? You, you do actions like that on your own that, that make you rogue in our eyes. We're not going down with you, right? Well, there, there's more to it from Jay Parker has taught us that his mother was the programmer of that DuPont sure. person who went crazy in his 30s. She programmed him to do that. They're all put through monarch programming. Yeah, oh, just about all the of them. other members of his family wanted him to be out of the way so they could get the riches. Interesting. So that was why they they did. He that may have so been sort of an heir be, to a lot of fortune yes. that was coming down through the DuPonts. And because he was mentally unsound, clearly demonstrated earlier in his life way that, on purpose. Right. right. Because yeah, who knows do. what he would have done with those assets? Yeah, and they, they can't they, allow that to not be controlled. They do that to their own family. Yeah. Of you know? course, it's of course, like, they'll stab each other in the back for a dime. Right. You know, it's scary. Speak, I mean, and dimes are famous. If they know, step out of line, if right. they don't step out of line, they don't do that to each other. They're on exactly. the same page. If they step out of line with the agenda or run the risk of exposing their agenda or membership, forget it. You are immediately cut down. Right. Exactly. And, I was never in even any position to do anything right. like that. Let me tell you That's something. I, ad, admittedly, firsthand describe my involvement as Boy Scout level, not even Boy Scout level, Cub Scout level. Right. Okay. Right. I, I was not high, high up in the hierarchy. People insist over and over again because I've said the word I was a priest in the Church of Satan, and they don't understand the ranking system. High priest, council of nine, magister, priest, member. That means I'm just above rank and file member. That's nothing. Okay. And then that pyramid feeds into a larger pyramid that's above it, where you're finally getting into the real power structure. This is not the real power structure. This is Cub Scout level of Satanism. And people say, hear me say the word priest. And then they, in their own mind, hear high priest. I never, ever 
You cannot go back in any of my work, in any audio or video work that I've ever put out and hear myself say the words, I was the high priest of anything. I was never conferred the rank of high priest of any organization anywhere in the world. I was a priest in the church of Satan, period. Priest, that's one rank above rank and file membership. Really, all a priest does is attend the grottos when asked because you chose on your on your form that you would meet with others and right so like it it was you volunteered for that but um, they saw the potential in me to be my own grotto leader and that's when i said i don't want that responsibility i have too much going on in my life anyway at the time that that was the seed i believe that when you didn't want to be part of the hierarchy that's where like that's where it started and then it just like possibly opened from there that, that, I mean, that possibly suspecting. is is one part of it the reason the real reason i didn't is i was in in heavily involved in music back then right. and i was the lead singer of a death metal band that had been signed to a uh, a record label in europe and um i wanted to push my music and i wanted to push the satanic ideology through music more than anything else in life that was my aspiration my personal goal at the time right. and um i felt like if i took on the responsibility of really officially conducting a grotto for the church of satan i would have to take that very very seriously and that would cut into my obligations with my right. my band at, at the time right. and that's why i didn't want to take on that at those added obligations and responsibilities and that's why i turned it down and really what all a priest does their duty is to further the ideology of philosophy of satanism in the world. it's one of the goals yes right. and they would also gather others into the organization through uh the grotto uh right. that they would head in their local region right. yes that's good so you you said that um they bring they would have brought you up into club of rome uh club at of rome. some very distant future point you right. know uh, not not right away certainly of course but it was just something that was track. bounced around it, it was in the discussion i heard them talk about it and mentioned that organization specifically so we know from from your work that satanism has four main tenets it has the ego and uh social darwinism uh and uh before that is moral relativism and then the last one is eugenics. Uh, so when we see eugenics in the world, we can go up oh, Satanism. It's there it is, right? It's it's what it's almost one and the same in, yeah. in the ideology because it is so deeply entrenched in the very tenets of the of the ideology. The the first being egotism. Okay. Right. And that is um the ego placed on a pedestal as Uh, in the form of almost it is the apotheosis it is the becoming of god you see godhood as the the self the ego and i'm not even talking about the true self okay that that could be connected with uh source energy of creation Um, we're talking about ego identification the ego identified self uh the one that just sees itself as uh you know i'm i'm a banker Uh, i'm i'm a, a military uh personnel uh you know uh um you know, I'm a lawyer, et cetera, um, total identified with your role in the world and only caring about your own goals and your own agendas in life. Um, never looking to higher aspirations of, of, um, you know, wider service to humanity and the truth and, um, helping, um, you know, uh, the whole species to progress in consciousness and in freedom. 
Uh, it's only about you getting what you want um, out of life. And you don't really care about uh, anybody else. Uh, only You only care about them in the sense that they could advance your um, goals and agendas. So um, that is what many of these Satanists do and uh, operate in the world like that. All they care about is their ultimate agendas and they just use people as tools. That's really what the church of Satan is. Right. As I said, it's a filtration system for characteristics and skill sets of the individual that can help them achieve their goals. They use people as tools, as means to an end. So that's uh, the first tenet, egotism. Uh, then the second tenet is um, moral relativism. And that means that there is no um, objective standard of right and wrong behavior in the mind of the, the Satanist in their ideology. Um, right and wrong could be whatever you claim it to be, whatever you want to make it up to be. Uh, if it's right for you and it helps you and it advances what you want to do and your goals, then, hey, it's right. Do it. If it doesn't do those things, then it's wrong for you. And that's perceived as wrong or bad. Uh, and clearly, there's no objective standard set by does the action that you are performing objectively cause harm to another sentient being? It, you know, are you initiating harm to another form of sentient life? That is the objective standard of whether a behavior is right or wrong morally. There is no standard for that in Satanism. Right. This could be arbitrated and decided upon by the individual or the group. And therefore, that is moral relativism. That's the very definition of moral relativism. That's tenet number two. In other words, so I am God. I can make up what right and wrong are. That's tenet number one and two. Egotism as apotheosis, moral relativism. Tenet number three is social Darwinism. Um, my genetics got me to my position. That's their mentation. That's their ideology. Um, so genetics uh, are, are what predetermines what happens in society, right? It's not about um, hard work. It's not about conditions affecting different things and dynamics in one's life. Um, it's you're born out of good stock with good characteristics, uh, and we want to continue those types of traits and characteristics and weed out and eventually cull the ones that we don't want to see in society. And they're not really doing that for eugenics purposes anyway. As I call it, they're conducting dysgenics. They're saying our genetics got us here. We'll continue our bloodlines as the masters of the world. Everybody else, we will attempt to cull, keep in their place because they're born of lower stock. And, um, you know, there are slaves and we'll, we'll cull them whenever necessary. Uh, through dysgenics. So I rather look at them as dysgenicists rather than even eugenicists. They're not trying to improve human beings. They're trying to um, uh, de uh, devalue them and uh, degenerate them. So um, eugenics is the third thing that is saying, because we're the masters of the world and our genetics got us there, we'll continue to allow our lines and characteristics to, to breed and continue while culling the ones with the characteristics that we don't care for, that we consider the undesirables. Right. So um, with this COVID uh, pandemic operation that's happening, we see all four of those tenets. Like if you look at Bill Gates, he's bloodline, right? Right. He wants to, he wants to cull the number of people on the planet. 
right he will do whatever with no morals no no and, moral problems with yeah. any of it yeah and he thinks he's because he's, he's a, a psychopath and he he's psychopathic he the shit. exactly right. so that is that those satanists by definition by what you've shown us right there is who is running this COVID operation and we see and if we know that what satanists want to do is cull the people and then you look at the at the news and you see that uh 53 percent more teenage males are dying since the rollout of the vaccine and these they're obviously attacking the future soldiers of the rebellion you know they're they're giving us they're making soy boys and they're attacking the hearts of the teenage boys that will grow up to see this tyranny right getting them before they even have a conscious fully grown <clears throat> consciousness and then we see that uh you know it's messing with the menstrual cycles of women and the spike accumulates in the ovaries and the testes yep. this is obviously what the what the real operation is happening i mean they've they've collected all our dna and they you know they're managing the cattle yeah, uh, I predict it's going to lead long term to ultimate sterilization of right. a whole, you know, swaths of people. Uh, and that that's how one of the ways they're going to try to attempt to lower population by not having people able to bear children. Uh, and it, this is certainly possible with um, gene altering substances such as they're injecting people with. Um, and they have no qualms about it. You know, they look at it like, oh, we're going to reduce the, the uh, amount of people on the earth because it can't handle the carrying capacity of the population. Uh, it's completely untrue, of first of all. Yeah, it's you know, and secondly, it, all we have to do is really improve the way that we do things. And we could probably, you know, quadruple or quintuple our population or even more. If and you just uh, say no to the Satanists, we'd be fine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're the ones who are continuing to do the things that are destroying uh, the ecosystem and uh, right. putting, uh, you know, all of us in jeopardy by the ways that they're doing things that keep them in power. That, uh, you know, because if, if that were to change, it would threaten their power structure and they can't have that. So therefore, they'll continue to kill uh, the the ecosystem as long as they stay in power. And, you know, uh, they'll just call the population uh, instead. You know, that's the way they see doing things because they're sick, evil people. You know, that's all it really comes down to. And we have allowed in our laziness, the people who say that they're good people, we've allowed in our laziness, these people to operate as uh, the masters of the world. And we, because we feel that we don't have the right to physically stop them, right? First of all, the answer is stop cooperating with them. And then they'll just be crazy people who sound like barking mad lunatics, like barking orders right. to people. Yes. And then you won't have to physically stop them. But the right to physically stop them exists right now, yes. right? And, and people don't even understand that they have that right. That, that we should be exercising that right by this point. Right. And we're not even even close to even thinking that that's a right, let alone doing anything about it. You know, that, I constantly ask people about this dynamic and you see how much religion and the new age movement has destroyed their brains. Do you think the American Revolution was correct and moral? Was it the correct and moral decision to make to physically kill the British 
troops that were here in the colonies through an act of through acts of war. Was it the right thing to do? I ask this to American people, people who were born and live here, and they'll say, no, I think that was terrible and wow. nobody should ever shoot anybody like that. <laughs> I'm, imagine this, that people who live here would rather that the American Revolution have never taken place. <laughs> Imagine Meaning the they're saying outright out in the open, I would rather be living under a psychopathic king or queen rather than yeah. even have the chance through my own personal responsibility of truly being free and living free and living my own life free of anybody else's rulership. This is how much their mentality is a slave mentality and right. why why the Satanists call them the dead. Yeah. You know, of Completely. course, the American Revolution was right and moral to conduct. Without any question, yeah. you know, that's a righteous war. There is such a thing as righteous war. And that right still exists today. People have to understand that. Yeah. People think that they can just vote their way out. Right. You know, they're, gonna, they're neutered. Their brains can't even, you know, their, their claws have been taken away. And now they're sooner or later, they're going to try to come and take the claws physically off. Right. They're gonna, you know. A lot of people will say, come and take it, you know, and that's probably going to be the spark that's really going to yeah. need to talk about. The, the problem with that is when you're waiting for them and you're not, you're oh, only yeah. playing the defensive game of waiting for them to Good come point. to the door. Um, you're you've already lost no, no war. Truly, if it comes to physical combat, which I don't I hope that it does not. I, I've said before, every single piece of my work has been to try to avert the outcome of having it to come have to come to physical combat, because if it does, people are not going to understand the level of devastation and death and violence that's going to occur, especially with modern types of weaponry. Um, yeah. People have never seen anything like that in their own lifetime, and I don't really wish it upon them. But if it's the only way to free humanity, then it must be done. It must happen if it's the only way. If, if there is no other chance and there's going to be a culling down to the point where we're going to be ruled by these people for thousands and thousands of years, as we've already had, uh, a, a physical rebellion is a preferable choice to that outcome. In anybody, in any sane person's mind, that's the preferable choice. If the outcome is you're 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 going to have generations of slavery for thousands, if not tens of thousands more years, or these people are going to physically destroy our ability to even live on the planet, right. you know, and uh, you know they have no qualms about even doing that because that's that psychopath is so evil it'll ultimately kill itself if if its control is threatened it will kill itself and its own host that's what it's like okay that's it's, the me mentality of a psychopath it's like so, a mind disease it's like a problem with their minds it's not it's it's an affliction you know they're I mean, technically brain damaged and don't see it as such right. a, a psychopath as i've talked about in my work the midbrain or mammalian brain or what is known uh in uh neuroscience as the limbic system is actually not functioning properly in the brain of the psychopath and therefore it is not creating the chemicals known as neuropeptides that are necessary and make possible the full range of the experience of emotions in the human physiology right. 
you know, when we feel sad because of what has happened to someone else and empathy, and we feel remorse for something we have done that may have hurt someone else. They don't have any of that. They have none of those feelings or emotions because right. they're midbrain that produces the physiological uh, response mechanisms, the chemicals uh, physiologically that make those uh, bodily responses emotionally possible is not is not functioning properly, often and through damage from birth, go, going through the birth canal, um, you know, uh, often through chemical damage that they may have suffered you know, by during pregnancy or even during, uh, you know, after being born and uh, even through life situations of tra repeated trauma that they could not extricate themselves yeah. from Satanic earlier in life, abuse, abuse et cetera, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so these, these people, their ego is so huge. They think that it is a, um, it's an upgrade of their physiology to have this lack of limbic system. I mean, they, they, <clears throat> yeah, they don't see it as a problem. They right. see it as an advantage in life. We don't have to deal with those nasty emotions that other people have to deal with that hold them back from hurting other people to accomplish their right. goals. We don't have that problem. We could just there. do what we want to do and get it done. And whoever it hurts, it hurts. And we don't have any of the emotional repercussions. Like so they're seeing it as an advantage, right? They and you know they uh, their materialism makes it makes it so that what they want is to take and steal and kill and they don't see. I mean, I guess the higher up ones understand the soul and the nature of because they follow the rules of natural law. They convince order followers to do all the evil deeds, and you know they only use words to. Uh, to that's get, right to have their will done in the world yep so, um that's one of the biggest questions i'm asked sean one of the biggest questions if if you believe in karma and natural law how do these people do what they do and they're not affected by karma and natural law and my answer is where's the error in that line of questioning where's the error please you you tell me or try attempt to answer that if people say to me mark how if these people do what they are doing, how are they not affected by natural law? Where's the error in the question? What they're doing is just saying words. So there you have really it. doing there. It is, ladies and gentlemen, these higher level Satanists, dark occultists, dark Luciferians, however you want to see them as are not doing the behaviors. Right. They are not the ones conducting physical behaviors against other people to strip them from their rights and conduct violence upon them. These people are just giving the orders to other people to do that. So right. the behavior, the physical behavior to do the control of other people is never being done by the higher ups. It is only being done by the order following class of the of the police and the military and the intelligence agencies. Right. They are not physically doing the violence. Right. They get other people to physically do the violence for them at their behest, right. at their ordering. And like, those order followers take the majority, the brunt, the overwhelming majority, the overwhelming brunt of the karmic debt and the karmic consequence. And this is incredibly unpopular. Everyone just about hates that I say this. 
And let me tell you something, folks. I'm correct. And this is the exact dynamic of how karma works in our world. Precise. It's exact. Okay. This is how it works. The one who does the behavior with their body physically takes on the karmic debt and consequence in life. So the one who orders it, if they take five to 10%, I may be overestimating. There's still karmic repercussion, but it's more like you shouldn't have gotten into the head of that person that way. You know, that's it. That's all it is. It's like giving people bad advice. Right. And then they make a bad financial decision. Oh, you got to buy this stock and then it drops significantly and the person loses their house. Right. Well, you shouldn't have been involved in giving people bad advice like that. Right. You know, and And if you did it willfully and knew it was going to go down, you know, that's that's a bad thing. That's immoral. You you, you've engaged in deception, which is willful lying. The actual theft or the killing or whatever else they may be doing. They are influencing other people to make bad decisions in their life that's going to lead to harm and loss for themselves and others. And all they could be seen as by creation in that capacity is you're giving other people bad advice to do and and things that they shouldn't be doing that are wrong. You know, so. All they're held accountable for is you used your voice irresponsibly. That's it. Is that as much karmic damage to one's own life and own soul as you murdered another person unrightfully that you had no right to do it and or enslave them by taking their rights away from them or falsely imprisoning them when they were only engaged in rights that they do have and doing those with it perfectly within their rights and you came and conducted either slavery or murder with your own body just because some other asshole told you to do it who do you think's going to take on more karmic debt and karmic consequence to their soul please Anybody that doesn't understand this dynamic by this point is a fool. They're and foolish. When we do understand this dynamic, we can see what's happening with these injections. If you notice, they make you choose to That's do it. it to yourself. Uh-huh. That way, no one has any karmic debt and they don't have any legal liability either. Well, you there know, are people who absorb it, who absorbs it. The ultimate people who are truly absorbing it are people in the medical industry who are simply rank and file order followers. They yes. have become a new order follower class. Yes. We've been told by higher level health organizations and the, and the government uh, you know, of our town or our state or, 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 or on the federal level, we must do this. And so therefore, we're going to sit there and all day inject people with something that is a dangerous experimental bioweapon. And they'll do it. They'll do it because if I don't do it, I don't collect a paycheck anymore. (laughs) Think about the mentality that I will conduct evil against other people just to keep being paid and keep paying my bills. And, And people like that, people like that will actually look in the mirror and say to themselves, lie right to their own face in the mirror that they they themselves are a good person. Imagine that. The people like that believe that they are good. 
There, there is no order follower who's a good person. If you're following someone else's orders, and as a result, you are conducting harm to other people, no matter how you justify it, I need to keep food on the table for my kids. I, I need to keep paying my bills. I don't give a damn how you justify it. You're conducting wrong action. Therefore, that makes you a bad person. Right. That's the definition of a bad person is one who willfully goes along with a wrong behavior just to justify something else they want in life. That is what yeah. these psychopathic Satanists are doing. Moral relativism. Acting their own will into the world through these order followers, and they don't care who gets hurt yeah. as long as their goals are accomplished. This is what they're getting people to do at a lower level in society among the yeah. rank and file of human beings. Go along to get along, conduct the evil, and you'll still collect the paycheck and still be an yeah. active member of society, not ostracized. You know, imagine this. And then people will look in the mirror like the Nazi that they are and say the same things that the dirty, rotten Nazis and the dirty, rotten, you know, uh, communist agents would say to themselves. This is for the greater good. I'm still a good person. I'm doing what's necessary and what's required. You're an absolute liar. You're an absolute rotten human being. And most of all, you're lying to your damn self because you're a fool and you bought into something that's false and you can't accept that you got played. You can't accept that you got tricked, that you got fooled because you were a fool. And until you say, I'm sorry, I was wrong and stop doing the behavior, you're going to be held to account by creation karmically. You know, I think that uh, that relates to also people that took the jab or people that believe the news that have been believing it for this long. They're yep. so entrenched and no one wants to admit they were wrong. That's right. Do you think this will be a factor in how much longer the pandemic will go on? Yeah, they'll allow it to go on for the rest of their natural lives and their children's lives and their grandchildren's lives and their great grandchildren's lives. These people will never their ego is so big that they are de facto Satanists. Right. See, the, 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 the greatest trick that Satan ever pulled. Okay, and I don't see Satan as a being. I see it as a, a force operating within creation in the world of, of occultism. The, the term Satan or energy of Satan is the involutionary force that prevents the progress of consciousness moving forward and evolving. It prevents evolution from occurring. This is the grindstone that operates against evolution and tries to pull consciousness backward and make it undifferentiated and close it down and make it fearful and make it not flower and expand and come into new uh, uh, multi-differentiated forms and expressions and, and evolve and grow. In, in the world of occult, of the occult, they look at it as two forces at work in all of creation. There's the evolutionary force, which, which moves things forward, and the involutionary force, which attempts to keep things uh, backward and in chaos. And th the greatest trick quote unquote the illusion that the satanist ever conducted its greatest strength its strategic move you could call it uh is not that it convinced people it didn't exist as is often said it is that it gave people its worldview and and a smaller version of its mind here's its mind operating trying to take control over everything the only way it could do that is to put people in a much smaller version of its mind 
So it it squeezes down the worldview and the, and the whole perspective of someone else's mind into a, 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 a holographic version of the box that its mind is in, that that mind, that that force is and represents. And it takes it down and it puts it in this tiny, tiny, tiny little box. And that's the individual who I call the mini me Satanist, the Satanist that is like it's the mini me to the big doctor evil up here. Right. Okay. And, um, it is, um, you know, what I call de de facto Satanism. These people don't even know that they're Satanists. They've been given their mindset and their worldview and their preferences and likes and dislikes from the Satanists themselves through social engineering and through the media that the Satanists control. And they're down here operating in this de facto Satanist mode, which means in their deeds, they are Satanists de facto from of their deeds out of the Latin D D E meaning the prefix meaning of or from and facto from facio facere, which means to make or to create or to do. Okay. So it is, um, you know, uh, of deed or indeed or from deed that they are actually in fact satanic okay they are doing the bidding of the satanists they tell them what they should believe they tell them what they should think they tell them what they should do and they say yes master i i'll do it because they're in that de facto mini me satanist mind set and uh these people are perfectly possessed they're, they're they have no intention of changing because their ego is actually so powerful that box is solid titanium okay and or it's diamond okay they're in a they're in a box made of solid diamond and the, the ego is so calcified at that level that it cannot say the thing that begins the dissolution, the dissolving of the ego, I was wrong. Yes. See, what I had to say to start the process of dissolving the satanic mindset and, and breaking it apart, chipping it down with a hammer and a, and a chisel and breaking it up into a million pieces so it could crack and fall away. And I'm not imprisoned by it anymore mentally is I had to repeatedly say to myself through shadow work, through looking in the mirror and and acknowledging my weaknesses, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I had to say the magic words, the magic phrase over and over and over and over and over again, endlessly every single day to myself. And that's what people don't understand. I've gone through that process and emerged out the other end of it to be able to properly perceive how things really work. You know, there is there is an, uh, a goal to that. There is a place that you get to. It doesn't mean that you know everything about the totality of creation. It means that you know everything you need to know about how the power structure of this world works and how to free yourself from that prison, from that state of slavery, which is the current human condition. And I do claim to have that information because it is obtainable. It is not unobtainable. It is not something that the universe conceals and hides from us forever. That is obtainable information. But we will never get to that information until we say the magic phrase, I was wrong. If we continue to hold, cling to that former world, satanic worldview, like like clinging to a dead corpse, wishing that it's going to reanimate and come back to life, which it never will. Okay, we are playing ourselves. And that's what these people are doing. They are 
actually playing themselves. The Satanists don't have to even play them. These people are so worried about saying to the public and most of all saying to themselves, I was fooled. I got played that now they'll they'll double down, triple down, quadruple down and play themselves. They'll fool themselves just so they don't have to say I was wrong. See, that's what I had to realize. Right. And and I make no qualms about it. I, I don't lie about what I experienced and went through and had to say to myself, what did I have to say to myself? I had to say I was played. They fooled me into their worldview. I admitted it, right? So my case of the ego, right? My case of the calcification of the ego into that hardened diamond that you're imprisoned in was mild by comparison to the people of the world today. It was mild, even though I went fully into actual Satanism and the actual ideology and seeing these people and how they operate in the world firsthand, admittedly at a low level. I still did not have the hardened ego that many people of the world, most people of the world have today, because at least I could look at myself and say, I have enough self-respect for myself upon realizing what this really is at a much larger overarching level, that I have that level of respect for myself to be able to look in the mirror and say, I didn't understand that this is what it is. I got fooled into believing that it was something else when, in fact, no, it was something I completely did not understand when I first got involved. And now I'm going to say to myself, I was played. I bought into it. I bought the shell game by the carny, by, by, by the con man. I bought it. I bought into it. I got suckered in. I was the sucker for a time and I got played. But upon admitting that to myself, I could finally say the magic phrase of self-transformation. I was wrong. I got fooled. And now, fool me once, shame on you. But continue to fool me beyond that, shame on me. And that's where these people are at. They're in a state of shame, psychologically, in consciousness, because they cannot admit that they got fooled and played. And now, they're just doing it to themselves. So shame on them. That's what they have to realize, that the shame is now on them. It's not being done by the higher level down anymore. That's only the first time when they got fooled and played. If they continue it on their own, all of the responsibility and karmic burden is upon them. And that's where we're at in the world. Right. And then it's sad for us because we tried to warn them and they continue down that cognitive dissonance path to, of destruction. And we want to say, hey, but we got to just be like, okay, I mean, you're choosing that. They want eugenics and culling. They want it. Many of them would agree that that's what the earth has to undergo. They'll they'll actually, uh, they're in the mindset of the Satanist. Right. Carlos Castaneda, I believe it was the book, A Separate Reality or Teachings of Don Juan, either the first or the second one. He said uh, when Don Juan is teaching him about the predator that came from elsewhere and essentially has been controlling humanity since it arrived, since its presence manifested on our planet. It said what it did is it gave us the predator mindset at a lower level. And this is how Satanism operates. And that's the greatest trick of the involutionary or satanic force operating in the world. It gives you that mindset of ego, ego, ego. I have to be right. I have to be right. I have to be right. I I can't be fooled. I can't be played. No, because I'm God. I'm God. And that's an infallible force. I can't admit that I was wrong. That's ego death. 
you know, and that's what I talk about with shadow work. You have to sit and you have to be honest with yourself. The first tenet, the first rule, the first dictum or mandate of awakening, of the awakening process of self-initiation into higher consciousness is stop lying to yourself. And Shakespeare, who was an occult initiate, Sir Francis Bacon, former head of the Rosicrucian order, he said he wrote the words into the Shakespearean plays, this above all else to thine own self be true. And that that Shakespearean dictum is the first uh, mandate or the first rule of occult initiation to higher levels of awareness. Stop lying to yourself. Be true to yourself. Meaning he's not saying, see, people think be true to yourself. This above all else to thine own self be true. They think that means, see, that's 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 in old English parlance. To be true means to be honest. Right. It doesn't mean stick to your guns. That's what people interpret that as because in modern colloquial English, be true to yourself means don't ever change. Stay the way that you are right? Uh, double down. Be true to yourself means you're, you're, you're okay. And don't listen to other people telling you that, that you shouldn't be you and you shouldn't keep going down the path you're going down. That's not what this above all else to thine own self be true. Be true meant be honest. Right. See, say the truth, speak the truth to yourself, be honest with yourself. That's what it means in that uh, old English connotation and parlance. So if we word it like that, this above all else, to thine own self, be honest. How different then is the meaning in the modern person's mindset, in their understanding of what's being said? Just that one change of that one word, yeah. right? See, th this is how when people in hundreds of years ago spoke, they already understood that it took on a different meaning to them in their mind when they said be true they instantly knew that meant be honest with yourself don't lie to yourself yeah. the first occult form of initiation the first occult step of initiation and that, that today we think that means don't ever change stay the way you are be true to how you are now that's not what it means it right. means stop lying to yourself be honest with yourself and, and that's what these people have to do that's the first step of shadow work so if we can be honest with ourselves then we can filter out all the cognitive dissonance because if oh, of course that's and that's the step of like chipping it away and breaking free and being honest with yourself hmm. involves epistemology because if you don't know how to know yourself, if you don't know how to know the events of your world from an objectively true standpoint, there is a truth about what's going on within you. There is a truth about what's going on in society. It's not an unknowable mystery. We have to demystify that, right? This is part of what my, the first step of my demystifying the occult series is, is explain to you that ultimately the occult are collections of psychological techniques that these master psychologists of the ancient world hoarded and amassed only for themselves because they felt and knew that if only they knew these techniques and this understanding of this knowledge, they would be able to rule over other people like taking candy from a baby. If someone knows nothing about mathematics, never learned how to add or subtract numbers, and you own a variety store on the 
corner of the block. And this completely ignorant fool comes in, hands you a hundred dollar bill, ask for a pack of gum, hands you a hundred dollar bill, and you give him a quarter in return. What, what, what's, how does he know any better? How does he know the difference? He doesn't know how to add or subtract, you know? So you just robbed like, you know, $98 from him. Okay. Or more. And, you know, that's the occult mentation, the dark occult mentation. That's the dark occult ideology. If we know, have all the knowledge and we dissuade other people from ever accumulating any of that knowledge or even looking into it one moment of their lives, lead a totally non-introspective life, a life that has no self-examination, uh, then we will be able to do anything we want to them because they don't even have the tool set for knowing themselves. And that is part of the philosophy known as epistemology. It, it's a, a, a methodology of, of discovery of truth, right. of discovery of knowledge. And that includes, and uh, it's the overarching philosophy that includes within it the tool set, many tool sets, including psychology. But the main one of the main discovery tool sets for truth and knowledge is known as the trivium, right. which is uh, the gathering of eclectic variety of information from a multitude of sources, then that, so that's the grammar or knowledge stage. You have the information you need. This is where they try to dissuade people from ever even gathering that information or, or uh, collecting it or aggregating it. And then the second step is processing that information and you're, you're, you're weeding out inconsistencies within it. Right. A contradictory information to come to a concrescence, okay, to distill it down so that you could come to understanding what that set of information means. That is the understanding stage, or in the uh, classical trivium, they call this the logic step. So grammar, which is gathering of knowledge, you get all the, the words, the pieces together, then you process it to understand what the words mean. What does the sentence mean when you put it all together? I have to understand that if I'm going to be able to respond to it. That's logic or understanding. And then the final step is then doing something, doing the right thing with it. From what you have come to know and understand, you then move forward to how are you going to operate in the right way in the world with that information that you now have and you know what it means. You understand it. Well, you're going to operate correctly, morally, in the right moral capacity in the world to help yourself and others to, to, to learn and grow and evolve. And that is the wisdom stage. That's the rhetoric stage classically. And in the, um, you know, the uh, uh, ancient trivium um, uh, or the occult version of the trivium, that is wisdom. Wisdom is not just knowledge. It's action. As I've said over and over again, people think wisdom means you're just knowledgeable. No, the, having wisdom does not mean that you are intelligent and knowledgeable, that you have knowledge at your disposal. Wisdom means that you are doing what is morally right with what you have come to know and understand. It is action. Wisdom is knowledge converted into right action. Truth and knowledge converted into right action. So that is ultimately what we have to aspire to uh, epistemologically. We have to use that tool set to know the truth about what's going on in our own psychology, admit to ourselves when we have been deceived and played and have had the wool pulled over our eyes and engaged in fantasy and illusion that others have foisted upon us uh, through their deception, and then say to ourselves, I was wrong, but knowing the truth is not unobtainable. It is absolutely possible if we employ the right tool set 
for the right purpose. We have to remember who we are. We have to remember what our purpose is. We have to use the tool sets at our disposal to gain that knowledge and understanding so that we could put it into right action in the world through wisdom. And that, that is the healing. That is how we can heal from this, this death ritual that we are in the part of, like we're all part of. If everyone... That's how we can heal from the traumas that have been yes. done to us through the death cult that is actually controlling our world. Exactly. You know, that's true self-respect and then helping others. And that's what the great work is all about. It's right. healing oneself to the extent that you could help to heal others and improve the human condition and end the human condition of slavery here on earth. And we, it's in a state where it's, we, we almost might lose the human race if we don't do something now. I mean, I agree that they're, that they're, they're genetically manipulating and they're killing us off. We're, we're in a to... full calling. We're in the beginnings of a full calling. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll just give my take on that and my prediction. Please. I really think that we're going to lose about a billion souls. I think they're going to call 1 billion people. And, and I'm being conservative. I'm, that's actually a hopeful figure in my estimation. I think where they are at in their goals and in their agenda, uh, at least 1 billion souls will leave this planet and the population will be reduced to about 6.5 billion people instead of 7.5 billion where it's at now or a little bit more than that. Um, and again, I think that's actually conservative and hopeful that I think they're only going to get a billion people. Some people are saying they're going to get half the world's population. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if it'll go that far. I am at least really, uh, asking the universe not to allow human beings to stay in their current state of unconsciousness to a point where we ourselves allow it to get that bad and, and go that far. That would be horrifying uh, to have a 50% reduction of the people of the earth. But I think they're going to get about 1 billion people before people truly wake up and start to do the right thing and start to act. You know, it's like the, the cause has already been done so we just have to wait for the effect to hit us right. like a hammer. Like it's already right. in motion, you know, and it's just, we have to mitigate the ruin. That's right. What's going to come, you know, they've been walking back their rhetoric a bit recently. You know, they just announced yes. in the UK, they're dropping all restrictions. And, um, you know, I think that's part of them trying to start to uh, even uh, insulate themselves from what they know is going to be the, uh, immediate uh, mental and uh, political pushback uh, when people start to realize that they have been fooled and played and that this was a fraud. So, um, and that what they're being given is not helping, but hurting, right. uh, you know, in the form of these, uh, these uh, genetic uh, manipulations, they're not they genetic therapies. People need to stop even calling them therapies. Therapy is something that helps improve a condition when you're ill um, or, or debilitated. Uh, right. These are genetic manipulations yeah. and uh, they are genetic degradations to the immune system right. above all. Uh, and also reproduction. So, um, it's a you know, weapon. It, it's a bioweapon. That's yes. what they are. They're bioweapons. Right. 
So, uh, and uh, some doctors have realized it and are coming forth with the information because their conscience demands that they speak. And I commend those medical professionals who are doing that. They are uh, obeying their conscience and giving people the information that they do need, whether they receive it or not is their own karmic debt, but at least some medical professionals are speaking out and they should be encouraged and, and uh, commended for doing the right thing regarding that. I agree. Um, you know, it, it's the tide is turning and it's it can't go on like this forever you know uh people you know joe rogan is even is having doctors on speaking things uh that are shocking people's minds that what could everybody be in crowd think and not being you know not acting properly could we be destroying ourselves like it they all of a sudden it's dawning on them you know the google is being broken because it, it can't find the right um propaganda to give people in their search engine when they click on this term you know it's it's always been groupthink. it's always been collectivism you know well, i i wouldn't say that it's broken as he would suggest i would say it's working perfectly right. you know that is how it's been programmed on the back end not right, to do right. that because they don't want people searching for that term and starting to come to an understanding of the human mindset and how it has been manipulated they'd want anything but that so that's an algorithm that is very deliberately coded into the back end of that search engine system no doubt about it right that's true yeah. yes you're right and so uh I mean, that's really once people get that self-awareness that they are being crazy, they are acting wrongly and they have been duped, then we can finally climb out of this boiling pot and not be, that's right. you know, the frogs boiled. It's very possible to do. See, people will ask me, can the human condition be improved? Can people actually go through that process and come out the other end and, uh, you know, wake up? And yes, it yes. is possible. See, that's can it be done? Yes, it can be done. It is possible. Yes. That's a very entirely different question, as I have said many, many times from will it be done? <laughs> See, because the will of it to be done requires our willpower. Right. Do we have enough self-respect? Do we care enough about the truth do we care enough about ourselves do we have enough self-love to admit right. that, th that we were wrong and we were fooled and we were manipulated it's it's not as shameful of a thing to admit that right, right? people think oh admitting that you're wrong and admitting that you were fooled it's a bad 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 thing no i did right. it it wasn't even that hard right. for Why me to do bad? right yeah. uh, and and i even initially when i was starting what on earth is happening sort of wrestled with the question do i tell people about this whole awakening that i had or do i just go into an explanation of things do i tell them about my background as a satanist and this whole process and i was like i have to yes. you know there's no way i could leave that out that's that's integral it's an essential part of my life story i have to explain to them if this could happen to me and i was involved with these people and i had totally took on their mindset anybody can make this change in consciousness anybody could admit that they were wrong and that they, they were deceived it's not right. such a tragedy as we are making it out to be in our own minds right. you know we have to get over this thing people make mistakes people can be wrong but that doesn't mean that you can't discover what is actually true right. that you can admit that you were wrong and that you were fooled and then discover the truth and act upon it it doesn't you know? mean that you should be shameful for the way that you used to be that's you know? right 
Because it's a decision in every single present moment whether to change or not. The only thing that should cause any trepidation or even shame in the mindset is to willfully make the decision to stay in that prison of the mind where you are at. Then you should feel bad about it. And that that feeling bad should actually help spur you on to come out of that state and not have to hit total rock bottom or even, you know, experience, you know, real death. Okay, you you can come from that level of I'm ashamed of what I did in the past, which I am, too. Right. To, well, what am I going to do about it right now in the present moment? Because there is action that can be taken and improvement that can be made in the present moment. Right. Every moment is a chance to do it better. It's a gift. That's why it's called the present, present. you know, as has been said by many self-improvement, you know, helpers and teachers. Yeah, it, it works well. I mean, it works that way on purpose. I think our language is yep. built that way. Yeah. That's right. Green language, occult exactly. green language. That's right. So, you know, I think that's a perfect place to uh, to leave it off, leave people sure. with that choice that's before them in, in right. the current moment, whether to do that shadow work, improve, come out of that current condition, be able to admit that you made a mistake and that you were deceived by, you know, the, the current rulers of the world, and then make a decision to improve yourself, come out of that condition through self-work, and then learn about what's really going on and help others to go through that same process of self-transformation. And then, and only then, are we going to be able to improve the entirety of the human condition for the better. So, Sean, I really thank you for bringing me on to uh, Wake the Dead today for this great discussion. Thanks for what you're doing, and, and keep it up, my friend. Oh, thank you, Mark, and it's my pleasure, and, uh, you know, it's an honor to have you. Thank you again. And, and like I said, uh, um, I appreciate all, like, what you've done with the One Great Work Network and how you, uh, it's like a bigger megaphone and you're really, yes. you're expanding not just your message, but others that also understand. And I think that's really uh, a, a great work in itself. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's the whole goal is to highlight other people's great work that they are doing so that we can inspire more people to do the same. That was the intention of putting the network together. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So they can find that at onegreatworknetwork.com. Yes. They can find your website as at whatonearthishappening.com. Correct. And you have just released a documentary film called Mark Passio's Science of Natural Law. Uh, they can find that at whatonearthishappening.com. Yes. You offer the ARC, which is a two terabyte. Uh, you will fill with two terabytes of information. Correct. Someone else's uh, uh, drive, like someone yes. can send you a drive and then you will fill it up with books and source with material all of the research material that helped me to understand what i currently understand you know not to say that every single bit of that information is the truth it's 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 a, a, an amalgamation of information that has to be compared you could look at this as this is the grammar that you start with to to understand the overarching uh state of the human condition and what is really taking place in our right. world and within the human psyche and psychology right. so um that's the arc and uh, i also offer a seminar to teach people how to uh, communicate this information through technology it's a technological skill sharing seminar called how to become the true media that i conduct through uh, ju- the second half of the year july through december uh, you could check that out at uh, how to become the true media.com that's great yes thank you for remembering that as well i wanted to make sure you got to say that as well you got um, it 
thank you again for joining me. And uh, it, it has been a pleasure. And I hope to see you again on our show once, once Absolutely. more in the future. That's great. You got it. Thank you, thank Sean. You, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Would you care to support Wake the Dead? Is a regular donation not your style? Wake the Dead has something that will fit. Visit storefrontier.com slash wake the dead. Here you will find a variety of designs. Anarchy-based sigils like Anarchy Pyramid and 3%er Phoenix. Also, classic images like a cannabis-inspired Gadsden flag and Albert Hoffman's Bicycle Day. A mashup of Mickey Mouse, Aleister Crowley, and Black Sabbath for some laughs. An anarchist Jesus with his sacred heart. And a few fine art photographic prints. Some designs are offered with messages on the back, like the true definition of anarchy or all cops are bad. Spread the truth before even opening your mouth. When they ask about your shirt, it will be the perfect opportunity to speak. They'll only hear the truth if they ask. We can't yell it at them. They will only ask if you have the right tool to catch their attention. From t-shirts to sweatshirts, baby onesies, and beer koozies. There are many options to choose from, and every little bit counts. Please help support the show. Visit storefrontier.com slash wake the dead. Thank you.